Take your Bibles and uh, let's uh, survey the Word of God in Joshua chapter 9. I won't keep you a long time. That's what Elizabeth Taylor said to her eighth husband. Yeah, she really meant it. I, I'm not sure I mean it. No, I promise you I won't. Amen. Joshua chapter 9, we, we're looking at being too friendly with the enemy and the Gibeonite deception, and I, I want us to, to look at uh, a couple of verses here, verse, verse 14 of chapter 9. And the men took of their food, the King James says victuals, that means food, and uh, ask not counsel at the mouth of the Lord. And that means they didn't pray about what the Gibeonites had told them, that they were people from a far-off country and they, made it, they wanted to make an alliance with Israel because they'd heard of their fame and how the Lord God was with them and going to give them all of Canaan. And Joshua made peace with them. Underline that and say, this, this I must never do. I can never make peace with the enemy. Joshua made peace with them and made a league or a covenant with them to let them live. And the princes of the congregation swear unto them. Now th- this morning, uh, we, we began to look at the three cities that were the beginning battles going into the promised land. We talked about how it was God's intention to get Israel into the promised land, and we saw that as they came at flood time uh, in in the springtime, and, and the Jordan River was out of its banks, and it was about a mile wide, and God told them, he said, now you let the priests go out front and let the Ark of the Covenant go before the people. And as the priests put their feet into the water, the Jordan River rolled back and uh, uh, into a heap. And then the waters, of course, were cut off from the, from the rest of the river and the people walked over on dry ground. And God made a way for them to get into the promised land. And the way God wants us to get into the presence of God, into the promises of God, into a walk in the Spirit has to be a supernatural thing. The Lord has to go before us. Everything in our spirit life has to be supernatural. I I pray the church will get back to the place where we stop trying to do it in in our own power, where we stop trying to do it in our own ability, where the church will begin to operate again in the power of the Holy Spirit and, and we'll see those nine. 10 and 12 week revivals where the glory of God is falling and the spirit of the Lord is moving because it's God doing it it's not us trying to program it it's not us trying to to reach out and and make something happen it's because the Holy Ghost is going before us and God is making the way hallelujah and Israel came into the promised land 
And the first obstacle was Jericho. And you remember this morning we talked about Jericho as a type of the world. And the world is, is the environment that we live in. It's, it's Jesus said you're in the world, but you're not of the world. And, and I'm telling you, the first thing we need to get is a Christian worldview. We've got to stop thinking about things like the world thinks about things. We can't live controlled by Jericho. We can't live by that high city on a hill. We can't live by the spirit of the world. John says this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. What we believe, what we believe in this world. Now, there are a lot of people that are controlled and dictated by what the world says. We turn on Channel 7 and we watch Good Morning America every day before we go to work. I hope you don't do that. We, we listen to, to, we turn on CBS and, and we listen to, to their program or we turn on Channel uh, NBC and we listen to, to Al Roker tell us this is what's happening in your neck of the woods. And we have to get, we have to listen to, and I'm not saying it's wrong for us to know what's going on around us. I'm not telling you that at all, but I am telling you that on mass media today, on television, and especially the secular news and the secular world and programming and that sort of thing, there is a, there is a message, sometimes it's subtle, sometimes it's in your face, but it's the message of the world. And it's trying to get us to lose our hope and our faith and our confidence in God and trust in the arm of the flesh. I'm telling you, the arm of the flesh will fail you. And we must have, as Christians in this world nowadays, it is the difference between the Laodicean church and the Philadelphian church. And I'm telling you, those are the two churches that are in the earth today. We're living on the brink of rapture. Somebody say, yes, we are. We're living on the brink of rapture. Jesus is soon to come. The appearing of Christ in the clouds to catch his church out of this world is about to happen. And then the earth's going to be plunged into a seven-year time of tribulation and trial and trouble like, like has never been seen before. And we're living on the brink of that. And there are two churches the Bible teaches us uh, in, in the book of Revelation that are going to be there in the earth uh, at the time of the rapture. There's going to be the red hot, on fire, committed, fanatical people that are get their... Get, the world's going to point their fingers at you and call you odd and unusual and out of step and old-fashioned and outdated and outmoded because you believe in the Bible that it's the inspired Word of God and you still pray and you still call on the Lord and you still pay tithe and you still go to church and you still love God and you still serve those Ten Commandments and the Beatitudes and the teachings of Jesus in the Gospels. You're strange and unusual and the world's going to point their finger at you and say that you're out of step and you need to get with the program and then there's the Laodicean church that says everything's fine we're increased with goods we're rich and we have need of nothing and all the time we're morally and spiritually bankrupt Jesus said it like this you're naked, miserable, poor, wretched and blind. I counsel you to buy gold tried in the fire I say to you you need to be be clothed so that your nakedness can be hid. You need to anoint your eyes with eye salve so that you can see again. I'm praying for a revival in these last days.
days that will bring the Laodicean church back to the Philadelphian church that we can see, that we can be clothed, and that we can be rich toward God and not rich toward this world. Oh, Jesus, send, send a revival in these last days. We're living in a Jericho-controlled world where the high city on the hill is dictating the affairs of life. And Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, you're going to have to tear that city down. And you're not going to be able to do it by your own power. Your soldiers are going to have to put down their swords and their shields. And you're going to have to let me go before you. And you're going to have to trust me and my power to do it. i tell you the difference between the Laodicean church and the Philadelphian church is that one is trusting in the power of God and the other is trusting in the power of the flesh. They marched around that city six times. Once a day for six days. And on the seventh day, they marched around seven times. This is a fight to the finish. It's not going to happen just in a split second. The fact that they had to march six days and six times and then seven times on the seventh day, it just lets you know they were in for a battle. This was something that they had to work through. This was something they had to fight for. And we're in the fight of our life in the church today. If the church continues to go in the direction that it's going and our culture continues to dictate the life of the church instead of the church dictating the life of the culture like Jesus intended for us to be, we're intended to be culture busters. We're intended to be culture breakers. We're intended to be culture dominators. As a church, we need to live our lives in such a way that we are telling the world, this is the way this is the way walk in it come to the old past return to them and you'll find rest for your souls but we are living so weakly and so impassionately that nobody really wants what we have I've decided that I want to die a fanatic I want to die a Pentecostal full gospel preacher. I want to die full of the Holy Ghost. I want to live my life so full of Jesus that people around me say, I want what he's got. He's got something I don't have. He's got something I need. He's got joy like I've never known. He's got peace. I'm telling you in days of trouble and sorrow, the child of God that will walk in the Spirit is a monument to the glory and the grace of God. Lord, help Help us to pull down Jericho. Help us to walk in the Spirit. Help us to not be of this world. Help us to live so powerfully in the Spirit that we will be contagious to those that are around us and they will say, I want what they have. The early church, they said of them, they're ignorant and unlearned. They, they, they've never been to rabbi school. They've never been to the, the, to the, to the local college. They, 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 they talk like Galileans. But one thing we do know, one thing that we have observed, one thing that is so obvious about them, they have been with Jesus. They were Jesus people. God help us to be Jesus people. 
let me let me quit in about 20 minutes I'll quit I've got an appointment with Dairy Queen we're going to counsel tonight <laughs> amen AI they got they pulled the walls down Jericho fell and then then they come then they, 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 they fought the battle for the world. And, and, and they got a victory over the world. But then they, they came to this next place on the map. And, and it's the next place after the world. And it's the flesh. You've got to deal with your flesh. If you're going to live for God, you cannot allow your flesh to dictate to you your spirit life. Who he who sows to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. The one who sows to the flesh will die. But the one who sows to the spirit, the one who lives by the spirit of God, he will live. See, that's about as old-fashioned as you can get. And I don't care whether they call me old-fashioned, outdated, outmoded, uh, antiquated, whatever linguistic you want to put on it, whatever English word you want to call it. I'm just telling you, I'm up to date. I'm right now. I, I've got a word from God, and it applies to this moment, and the world can call what they want to about it and say what they want to about it. But I'm here to tell you it's a word from God. Uh, this is the way walk you in it Jesus said there were two roads in life one was broad many would walk in it but the end thereof is the way of death but there is a narrow road and few there will be that will find it but those who walk in it will reap life everlasting I'm telling you the world won't follow you for the most part if you're a child of God but the end of that journey the end of that road is the way called straight and it's going to bring us to the pearly gate it's going to lead us to life eternal i want to walk in that narrow path how about you well ai is just down the road from ai from from jericho and it represents the flesh ai was just a small insignificant city and joshua only sent three thousand soldiers to fight ai and he told he told them that they were to utterly destroy the city. Now, let me go back to Jericho just for a minute because it's important. If you're going to have spirit victory in your life, you're going to have to crucify the flesh. You're going to have to tell your body no. One of the hardest things that we do is dealing with the old fallen nature that's rooted in our flesh. And it, it's got a mind of its own. It's got a will of its own. And it'll take you far, far, far away from God. The Bible says that, that when we are led away by our lust, uh, then sin is conceived. And sin, when it is finished, or when sin brings forth its birth, it brings forth death. You get that? That's what James said. He said, lust 
will draw you away from God. And then your lust will conceive a sin. And when that sin is brought to birth, when it has a child, when it has a baby, when you do the act, uh, that sin will bring forth death. Wait a minute if you got that. Okay. So the flesh is the flesh is wanting you to die. The flesh and what it's controlling in your life will produce death. When Jericho was defeated, the 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 Lord spoke to Joshua and told him to give these directions. Instructions. Now everybody say God is giving us instructions and they are not suggestions, they are commandments. That's it. God is giving us instructions in His Word and they cater to life and we got to understand how serious they are. They are not suggestions. If we just take them as suggestions, we're going to let our flesh run rampant in our life. That's the Laodicean church. Not under the bridle of the Word of God. Joshua told... I'm closing in about ten minutes. Uh, I know what time it is. Time for you to listen. Ooh, I'm anointed tonight. Well, uh, Joshua told the people of God, he said, when, when the walls come falling down, all the spoils of the city are to be gathered and they belong to God. You hear me? They belong to God. Nobody is to take anything. That was a command of the Lord. It was to be a burnt offering to God. When Israel went to Ai, the next place on the map, the world had been defeated, and now they were dealing with the flesh. And it's a small, little, insignificant town. Joshua sent 3,000 soldiers. He didn't send the whole army. And when they fought that battle, the Bible says that Ai put the people of God to flight. The flesh beat Israel. Joshua went immediately and cried out to God, What is going on, Lord? You told us that if we came into the land, you'd give us victory. Here's the word of the Lord. There is sin in the camp. I want to leave you tonight with this truth from the word of God. Your sin can impact not only your life, but it can impact the life of others. Don't, don't say this is just about me. Don't, don't say, well, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm telling you, your sin and your disobedience can hurt a lot of people. 
and it will not only have impact in your life, but it can have influence and impact in the life of others. I'm telling you, alcoholism is a powerful, powerful display of that. My grandfather became an alcoholic, and his his three of his kids out of the five, three of his kids became alcoholic, and he had probably seven or eight grandchildren whose lives were ruined and wrecked by alcohol. I'm just telling you, your sin has impact on other people. Joshua prayed their sin in the camp. You remember the story. Joshua begins to search out every camp, every tribe, every tent, and they come to the tent of Achan and his family. And in that tent, they found buried under the floor garments, gold, silver, the spoils of Jericho. Love not the world, nor the things that are in the world. For all that is of the world is not of the Father. Not of the Father. Joshua took Achan and his whole family. This is one of the saddest stories in the Bible. It's sad enough that Achan had to pay a price, but his whole family paid a price. They were all taken outside the city and stoned and killed, and then their bodies burned, and not a remembrance of them. They were wiped out forever from Israel. I'm talking about the flesh. I'm talking about battling Ai. AI seems like a small, insignificant thing. But if you don't keep your flesh under tabs, God gives us a command. Don't touch the stuff. Don't touch the world. Don't partake of this. Hate it. Abhor it. Run from it. Paul Paul tells us, flee the appearance of evil. Just the appearance of evil. Flee it. The word flee is the Greek word aposteo. Aposteo, we get our English word apostate. Apostate means to turn away from. We use it in the sense of they are apostate from the truth. They turned away from the truth. But it literally means just to turn away from. And so Paul tells us, turn away from the appearance of evil. Hate that which is evil. Your flesh loves and is attached to the stuff of the world. It's rooted in pride and jealousy and and covetousness and greed and envy. All of those things are in our fallen nature. And if we don't put our flesh on a cross and die with Jesus every day and keep it crucified and keep it under the authority of the Word of God and the Lordship of Jesus, that flesh will lead us away from God. I hear people all the time say to me, well, it won't hurt if I do this. I just did it one time. I'm telling you, friend, you give the flesh an inch and it'll take a mile. You give the flesh just an opportunity and you'll discover that the flesh does not know how to say no. Greed is a bottomless pit. Jealousy is cruel as the grave. Envy is a fire that cannot be quenched. 
All those things the Word of God teaches us. And friend, Ai caused Israel to stumble and the plan of God to be stopped just because somebody didn't want to obey God's instructions. The Word of God is given to us, and I'm closing now, I really am. This helicopter is fixing to land. It's not even going to bounce. The, the Word of God is given to us in order to corral our flesh. It is the instructions of God to help us walk in the Spirit and not be controlled by the old fallen nature. Everybody think, listen, walking in the Spirit's not a hard thing. Walking in the Spirit is simply being led by the Spirit and doing the things that please the Spirit. And the things that please the Spirit are the sayings of Jesus. And that's the Word of God. When you do the sayings of Jesus, when you walk in the Spirit, you're obeying the Word of God. And if you obey the Word of God, you will please the Lord. And it'll keep you from the heartache of the flesh. AI is a battle every one of us need to win. We've got to defeat the flesh. We've got to crucify our old fallen nature and let the lordship of Jesus rule and reign in our life. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray tonight that you would help us in this spirit battle. Lord, I'm praying for discernment. We're, we're, we're preaching on this being too friendly with an enemy. God, you told us in your word to hate the works of the flesh and to flee from the appearance of evil and to crucify the flesh, to mortify the deeds of the flesh. On and on and on, Lord. You, you tell us that we must win this battle over AI. Lord, don't let us have hidden wedges of gold in the, in the secret places of our life. Don't, don't let us adore idols when we're trying to say we're serving God. Don't, don't let us, Lord, hold on to those Babylonian garments. and Don't let us, Lord, deceive ourselves by fulfilling the desires of our flesh and thinking that we're in relationship with you. Lord, the man of God said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Holy Spirit, help us sanctify our lives from the flesh to develop a love for the things that Jesus loves and to hate the things that God hates everybody say this with me with your eyes closed with your hands lifted to God Lord let me love the things you love and hate the things you hate Think about that tonight. 
That is what it means to be a child of God. To be passionate about the things that God is passionate about. God doesn't hate people. He loves people. But He hates sin. And the works of the flesh because it, it, it is... It is stolen the soul of man from him. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. God hates, hates that. That's why Jesus came to try to change that. While every head is bowed and every eye is closed, is there anybody here tonight in this room? who senses in their heart they need Jesus as their Savior. I'd be less than a gospel preacher if I left this service tonight without giving you an opportunity to say yes to Christ. Maybe you're backslidden. You say, Pastor, I've known the Lord, but I've come to church tonight and I'm cold and I'm indifferent. I'm far away from God and I need Jesus. I hear the Lord calling me to come home. And if you're in either one of those conditions never been saved or you've known the Lord but you've gotten away from God and you need to come back to God rededicate your life to God I invite you tonight to make a decision for Jesus and you can do that simply while every head is bowed and every eye is closed if you just get up from where you're at take a friend by the hand if you're afraid to come by yourself I believe they'll walk with you come come and kneel tonight at one of these altars and we'll pray with you and we'll help you in whatever way we need to. Pastor, I need Jesus tonight. I need to get right with God. I need the Holy Spirit to do a work of reclamation in my soul. Is there anybody? We'll just wait just a few moments. Pastor, I need to get right with God. I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I want to ask you tonight as a child of God would you stand in this room and by standing I want you to say to God God I am putting my flesh under the the lordship of Jesus I don't want AI to rule my life I don't want any sinful desire to rule my life I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. I want to walk in the ways of the Lord. I want to be that Philadelphian believer. I don't want to be that Laodicean church member. Laodicea is a church and Jesus is standing on the outside of that church knocking on the door to get back in. That's how sad it is. And we're living in that day where there are churches that are Christless. Jesus is not even there. I want to be that Laodicean believer. I I want to be that Philadelphian believer. I want to be that one that's on fire, committed, serving God, red hot, ready for the rapture. The world won't love you. The world won't applaud you. The world won't be happy about you. But Jesus will be. That's what matters. I want to be that committed child of God that's serving the Lord, ready when the trump of God sounds.
Slip your hands up to God tonight, would you? And just ask the Holy Ghost to fill you right there where you are. Ask the Spirit of God to sanctify you and give you power to stand against the enemy, against the flesh, against the world. Pull down Jericho's walls. Fight that battle. Fight AI. Fight Gibeah. We're on our way into the promised land. We're going to walk in the Spirit and have the power of God real in our lives. We're going to have discernment. I believe with all of my heart, God is raising up a church in the last days that is going to be full of discernment. And we're going to be able to know the lie of the devil. We're going to be able to know the truth of God and walk in it. Walk in the Spirit, I say, and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Let my people cleanse themselves from all the filthiness of the world and of the flesh and the deeds of the flesh. Hear my voice tonight, says God. I'm coming for a people that are prepared, a bride that is ready, washed in the blood, having on the wedding garment, white and pure and clean. Hear me tonight, says the Lord God. Separate yourself from the world and the things of the world. Love not the world nor the things that are in it, but love the things of God and serve me, says the Lord God. Put me first in all matters and I, the Lord, will keep you in the day of trouble. And I will show you my might and my power and I will assist you in every avenue of life. Uh, Hear me, says the Lord God. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Draw near unto me and I the Lord will be unto you a father and you shall be unto me a choice child I shall keep you and I shall help you and I shall be unto you your God saith the Lord glory to God give God praise come on come on before we go home would you just let's pray for each other? If you're if you're standing close by, why don't we break up in, in circles of four or five people? If you're standing close to somebody, if you're not, move towards somebody and include somebody in your circle of prayer. And and let's pray for each other. Glory to God.
Let's, let's pray for one another. Come on, let's, let's ask God to do something in our lives. Pray for that person you're standing by. Ask God to touch them with a the fire of the Spirit. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, we ask you, Lord, tonight that in this service, as we've preached about the Word of God and, and the deliverance from sin and the power of the Spirit of God to help us live an overcoming life, God, I pray that the walls of Jericho will fall. And I'm praying, Lord, that Ai, the flesh, will fall. God, that we'll not be deceived by the Gibeonites. That, Lord, we'll not be overwhelmed as we move into the promised land. Oh, God, but that you will walk in us, work in us, and that you'll live your life through us, God. Give us power to be a witness, Jesus, to serve you, to live for you. God, I pray for my 